You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Silas Inoue. Silas, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks so much for inviting to this. Um, look forward to it. Silas, we're talking about your show, or we're about to talk about your show, um, called Nightbloom Central at Ulterior Gallery. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful show and very unusual in terms of the materials you use. But to begin with, and I want to go through several of the works, uh, can we talk about the title of it? Because the title is kind of evocative and, and even poetic. Um, Night Bloom Central, why that title? Uh, yeah, I was thinking like that um, the title both points towards um, like my work with the mold organisms um, because I work with living mold organisms and they have this uh, like any other mushrooms they have the ability to grow in a, like without sunlight um, um, they don't do photosynthesis so it's like the ability to grow in darkness uh, is one thing I was. Uh, hoping this title could like hint to, uh, but also this um, like this um, the central part like night bloom central is like I was thinking like this kind of like and maybe giving a little bit like a sci-fi vibe or like some kind of like um, some kind of like unknown train station or like a like some kind of unknown place uh, that could also be a name of a city or something. Uh, so have this kind of like um, yeah this kind of like um, unknown thing to it uh, which I was hoping to to um, yeah give that vibe I like that that makes sense and so to to jump right into some of the works um, because they're they're all such a variety of of materials but to go right into one of the ones that, that I was drawn to immediately, um, which is quite different than the rest to begin with, it was called Future Fritcher Turatapis Dorni. Um, as, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, but mm-hmm. this was um, a, a sculpture um, that I'm not sure exactly what's in it, but it's, it, it looks like something like a mushroom, something like a jellyfish, something that's, that's living. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's that's very correct. Um, it's like, so it's like um, it's supposed to be a jellyfish actually, uh, and this um, like the the last part of the title, like it's called Future Future, and then Turritopsis Donai, which is the Latin name of um, the small uh, jellyfish that lives in like the Japanese Sea and like the Mediterranean. Um, and it's like this super small jellyfish. It's only like half a centimeter, but it has this uh, special ability to uh, regenerate itself. Uh, so when it reaches a certain age, then it kind of like, then it turns into this small polyp again, and then it starts growing again, and then it turns into a polyp again, and just like this continuous uh, circle. Uh, and so that's why it's kind of like perceived as immortal, um, and which is also why there's certain scientific interest in like this um, regeneration ability. Um, but so so the the work portrays this uh, jellyfish in a in, in a, a enlarged version. Uh, but then it's um, 
when it's made out of sugar instead, and um, when it's um, it's floating in um, in cooking oil, um, which is like um, you know sugar and and cooking oil is kind of like the very much much opposite of eternal eternity and like the idea of you can get the idea of like that the work is about like eternal life since it's like this immortal jellyfish it portrays but the sugar and the oil is very much the cause of you know in a like so much consumption of that will kind of like uh, cause uh, not so healthy <laughs> um, things to happen um, and so that's my thought about this work this kind of like opposition between the the um, the, the craving we have for immortality since the earliest religion to now with the tech kind of like um, um, possibilities of like a life um, like extending life probably and then um, the sugar on the other hand which is like the sugar and the oil which is very much uh, the opposite yeah, so interesting. So to, to talk a little bit more about that, because um, there'll be an image here. So there are images here, so so listeners can can look at this. Um, the sugar that you're talking about, this looks like mm-hmm. a jellyfish in a vitrine. There's the huge head of the jellyfish and the threads. This is mm-hmm. made from. Um, when we talk about sugar, we imagine that it's that it's dissolved or that it's you know in a pile. But this is cast sugar, right? What does that mean exactly? Because it, it, it holds uh, its form. Is that correct? It's not going uh, to Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so it's made like um, like the same way you, you make hard candy. That's actually the same way this is made. So it's more like um, it's more like um, a sculpture. Like I have this underneath the sugar, there's this plastic cap. But then there's a lot of sugar put on top of that with like hard candy process. Um, so it kind of like yes, it keeps the shapes, the shape, um, but also the oil preserves the sugar because normally if you have some hard candy, it will uh, draw down moist from the air and it will like be soft and disappear during time. But here in this work, the oil actually preserves the sugar. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I, I love that to to talk about. Um Another one, there's, there's one that seems to be untitled or it's, or it's kind of period comma, which I'd love to talk about, but it's mold on oak panel that's sealed in an acrylic box frame. Um, right. That one looks like an abstract drawing, really, but of course, it's something else. It's something living. You're, you're, you're kind of co-creating with mold in a sense, mm. right? Um, I, I, mm. I'd love to know, well, for first about is the title of that um, period. What 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 is the title of that? Um, so the title of that is actually um, <clears throat> it's a numbering system. Um, so it's like a different way of of putting numbers, where it's more like it's kind of and it's so the next um, of these works to come because it's a series. They will kind of like extend these numbers. Uh, so it's kind of like become many dots um, um, like the more ser- the more words produced the more dots will kind of like be put out if that makes sense 
This is your own kind of uh, a kind of classification system in, in a sense, right? I mean, why that yeah. language? Some of these, like the one we just spoke about, Future Fritcher, that has a, a title, but this is mm-hmm. something else because there's, there's other works in there that are mold on, on panel that have mm-hmm. uh, a similar kind of system that, um, that's your, that is classification correctly. It's your own system of numbering or titling. Is that correct? Mm, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was thinking more of kind of like, yeah, it's my own. Like, uh, I was thinking because the also the mode works look looks a little bit like a Dutch, and uh, I was thinking like it can also be like raindrops or whatever. This small, so it's a more like a visual numbering system than if it was, um, if it was, uh, say, letters or or numbers. Um, so that's the reason. So let's talk about that piece. I mean, there's 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 two of those that, that I remember from the show that were um, mold mm-hmm. on panel um, that are that are sealed in a box frame. So you know, I mean, at, at once, you know, especially in a kind of post-pandemic environment, a whole lot of mold growing in a frame looks dangerous, right? It looks. Um, mm. It looks like something that could potentially hurt me if it wasn't sealed. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it has, there's, there's at once the kind of um, process that's happening here, which mm-hmm. is ongoing, right? It's, it, it keeps growing and, 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 and changing, I imagine. But also, it must be, it must be sealed, right? Is that correct? Mm. In order for it mm, not yeah. to kind of... Yeah. yeah, so it's sealed, but on the back side of this works, there's this small hole drilled into, and then <clears throat> there's a um, filter for, um, like, you know, for when you work with, with the, you have to um, clean up mold, moldy places, there's these special masks, and then it's just like a filter from these masks put on the back side of the work. Uh, so it actually prevents like spores and mycotoxins from coming out, but then it also brings in air to the work because the organisms need uh, air to uh, to live. They need air and moist and um, and, hum- and 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 heat, not too cold. Um, but so once um, when kind of like when I feel like that the um, works looks kind of like in its peak of fungal bloom, I seal that. I seal it off on the backside. Remove the um, remove the um, filter and then seal it off. Um, to and then then it, the organisms will die, and um, and it will be it will be a little bit more brown, grayish, and then uh, the development will kind of like stop. But then it, then again, it's hard to uh, say because sometimes it it changes further, even though I, I have killed the organisms in a, like some anaerobic uh, species or, I don't know, some species living a little of the leftover of air that's still inside. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure about it, but I've just experienced it. So. And so, you yeah. know, this will continue to grow for, for how long now that it's, it's sealed, but it, it, it does, air does come into it, but not, moisture correct or, or is moisture coming in can it continue to live uh no no, no so no so i think what i've 
now I've been working with this series for seven years now. And so the, I've experienced through time that it will eventually it will die and it will, but it depends. Like sometimes it takes like maybe one, two, maybe three years. Uh, and other times it takes a lot shorter than it's like more frozen. And I also think it's about the condition, like how much, um, how much moist is inside the work and like how dry it is. And so there's many different, and also how warm it is at the place it is, pla- uh, at, at the place it is. And so there's many different like conditions. Um, yeah. That probably determines what, how long time it will take. So that's so interesting. And, and in terms of these kind of um, being, being owned and, and, and cared for when a, when a collector buys one of these, they're aware that it's going to keep changing over time to some extent, right? A, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And is there, is there a special kind of care they have to um, do in order to, mm-hmm. um, to not destroy the work or to, or, mm-hmm. or to, or to allow it to, to exist the way you want it to exist? No, I mean my the whole intention behind this work is ex, uh, the works was actually to give up the human like um, need to control everything and just like, make the nature do the work. Uh, that's the that's the main part of the work. So it's very coincidental what expression comes and what the expression will be later on. Um, even though I seal it off at some points. It's a little bit of a human control, of course, but the concept about the work is very much to just leave it alone and like let it do its thing uh, and and just like develop as it will. Um, but I think, for example, it doesn't. What don't like it doesn't like um, minus degrees or uh, sunlight, uh, things like that. It's not so like the organisms don't like that. Um, so in the means of preserving it, I think like especially especially putting it outside in the cold is not good for it, but that's the same for other works as well, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I love how you're working in this, in this, in this idea. Um, there's, there's other work you've done that, that's creating other materials and seems to have even, even a greater involvement with a number of these things. The, the work uh, infrastructure is also mm-hmm. has an acrylic cover, but in this one you're using wood, concrete, um, plastic. There's also mold in there. But something mm-hmm. you call the bronze respiratory system. Can you tell me a little bit about this? We're talking about infrastructure. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so maybe I just want to say first that the, the other work, this one we just talked about, the Dutch work, it's like the flat mold painting it was the first work i came up with and um, the infrastructure was more like a development that came afterwards um because first when i started working with it it was because um uh, it was more related to like i think climate change because i had this flooding in my studio and i got some works destroyed and then i after that, I came up with the idea of, um, because I had some mold on my works, and I came up with the idea of this work. Uh, and then, um, then 
then later on I kind of like discovered like how amazing they are, like um, the biological properties of mold organisms. And then so the, the infrastructure works is more like a, a elaboration on like the, the properties of mold. Um, and so I make this um, small structures, this wooden structures inside uh, made of wood and also like things I collect from the streets and things I have in my studio, just many different things um, assembled together. Uh, and then I pour on a uh, yogurt um, and then I seal it off again. Um, and then like it, the, when, when the mold starts growing, it creates like, um, like millions of spores inside that, that work. Uh, and then if you see this spores as small individual, you can almost imagine it, it like being a little city where all these millions of spores compete for food and space and uh, yeah, resources. Um, so that's why the work also is called infrastructure, also because the, the mold organisms collaborate in the same species and they have this complex yeah, interaction with each other. Um, and then the, this Bronx figure, um, which um, the respiratory system is actually an elaboration of the one that is behind on the other works, where I give it a sculptural shape um, to mimic uh, some kind of like animal or mask, something that the organisms breathe through. Um, same way, like we all like that's the animal world is connected like organisms are connected in ecosystems um, and that's was like my thought about it yeah that's so interesting and, and, and really a very beautiful uh way of working with you know these kind of variety of elements yet in a in a, in a very consistent way and and also in a way that's that's collaborative right i i, I want to talk about one more work called mesh which is um in, in a way much different than the rest, although I know, I know it has a strong relationship, but this is, this is graphite on paper, pencil on paper, right? Um, mm. it, has a, it, it, it also looks like an enormously complex world. Uh, like the title of the show, it feels, you know, um, like it's something from science fiction or that it, that it somehow is about other worlds growing in different ways but it's 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 a beautiful image and it really feels like you can move into it it has this tremendous amount of space but also an enormous amount of activity uh can you tell me a little bit about about this one yeah um um so um i was thinking like this small figures which is kind of like repeated a lot uh like this kind of drop figure is like um I was, I'm, I'm kind of like inspired by this uh, chrysalis states where the, um, the lava goes to a butterfly. Uh, and so as a symbol of transition from like one state to another. Um, and so it's kind of like this shape that is repeated um, both in this thing hanging from the, from the, um, from the leaves, but also in this dew drops that all is also like in, duplicated uh, all over the drawing um, and so it's kind of like I was thinking that this whole transition idea was also about like 
or um, like a kind of like a meta- metaphor for our like human um, like where we are standing now, like in a kind of like transition uh, where we have on the one hand the um, the technologies that are accelerating, and on the other hand we have like climate crisis that is also like um, bringing different perspectives on how we might change a species. Um, so, yeah, and then it's like also this um, leaves, the leaves, they're super like connected through all these branches. Um, and that's also like the idea of, of like connectedness, like how we connect both through like ecosystems, uh, but also through uh, technology like internet. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like this imagery imagery that kind of like points points in different directions, but very much about connectedness and and post-humanism. Thank you so much. That's 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 so fascinating, and, and it, was, it was such a beautiful and enigmatic show to see, which of course listeners can can review now um, online. I, I want to ask you one more question that's off topic before we go, which is. What are you reading at the moment? Um, just so right now, I read this um, the Ministry for the Future by uh, Kim, Kim Stanley Robinson. Um, yeah, it's an amazing book. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like it's fiction about this like future, like um, like um, the future. Um, of like climate change and um, but also very much a political um, like how like how um, it's very much like how what can actually be done to prevent uh, things uh, so it's kind of like a fiction but also a very optimistic fiction I think both optimistic and dark yeah Silas, I want to thank you for talking with me today. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for making this beautiful work. Congratulations on the show. Hey, thanks so much. It's been great. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.